Hi, my name is Jimena Purita Banea Salio, and I am first and foremost a Bolivian woman. I'm the co-founder of an environmental grassroots movement called Action for Bolivia, operating between the UK and Bolivia, with our work focusing on raising awareness about the current environmental destruction of the Chiquitano dry forest in Bolivia, due to large-scale deforestation, man-made fires, and land trafficking that threatens the unique endemic species and the livelihoods of the indigenous populations native to this area. I work also as a campaigns advisor for the Changing Markets Foundation, working to accelerate and scale up solutions to sustainability challenges by leveraging the power of markets. So our work is intrinsically connected to climate change. I've had the opportunity to work closely on the unprecedented plastic pollution crisis, exposing the tactics and the hypocrisy of the plastics industry who over and over again have obstructed and undermined proven legislative solutions to this crisis for decades now, while hiding behind the veil of very nice-sounding initiatives and commitments. And now, working on fossil fashion and exposing the heavy reliance of the fashion industry on synthetic fibers, produced from fossil fuels, mostly oil and gas, which has been the enabler for what it is the insatiable fast fashion business model. So the topic of climate change is even more crucial for me because as a dance anthropologist who has worked with preservation and safeguarding of intangible cultural heritage, there are so many aspects of my culture, traditions, and the ways of life that are entirely interlinked with nature and have entirely shaped one another. But back in 2019, the Bolivian Amazon and Chiquitano dry forests were ravaged by forest fires that destroyed millions of acres of unique biomes killed endemic flora and fauna, and destroyed the livelihoods of many indigenous communities who live there. The Great Chiquitano Dry Forest is a unique ecosystem and one of the largest dry forests in the world. It is invaluable for its ecological, historical, and cultural importance, yet it's been invisible. And regardless of Bolivia having the law of rights of Mother Earth, which promised to expand ecological protection on all fronts, the different contradictory environmental policies currently in place in combination with alarming droughts and the rapid acceleration of climate change have led the country to catastrophic fires, destruction of natural heritage, and endangering the livelihoods of indigenous communities, including the Chiquitano, Ayoreale, and Guarani ethnic groups. Today, as I'm making this recording, the Bolivian forests are burning again with fires threatening to be worse than those seen in 2019 and 2020. So my culture, traditions, and the way of life of millions of Bolivians are entirely related to climate change and our possibilities of survival. Everyone in this planet will be affected by this issue. The problem is that some will be more affected than others, and people in Bolivia are and will undoubtedly be more affected than other parts of the world. So it's easy to speak about change, but we need real commitment and more certainly more action to achieve that change. And we can't afford to continue paying lip service, organizing global meetings and global treaties that are great marketing or sound good on a press release, but that do not bring actual change, especially when governments and industry players are not willing to provide the financial investments to achieve that change. While I agree that our individual actions affect change and will lead to change, corporations and governments are also wildly responsible for accelerating this change. 
The research and investigations that we have been able to work in are a clear demonstration that companies across a range of different industries are greenwashing and lying to consumers while at the same time using a series of tactics to delay, distract, and derail from real solutions that should be taken up to scale or progressive legislation that should be introduced. So if women's voices were equally represented at COP26, it would lead to not only equal, but a better representation of women's interests and struggles, especially those from different and unrepresented backgrounds. But let's not use women as a token to fulfill some sort of quota, but instead, let's think and give space to women who have and hold the interest of women in their broader communities. If more women with different leave experiences came to the table, we would have the voices of so many land defenders, activists, and indigenous populations, especially from the global south, who hold knowledge that could be well used to stop the climate crisis that the world is currently undergoing. In addition, we would have the voices and experiences of so many resilient women that are seeking transformation. In places like Bolivia and across South America, women have been at the forefront of the fight against climate change, and oftentimes they are the most susceptible to its ramifications. The UN estimates that 80% of those who have been displaced by climate change are women. Many of them have fallen to become activists and land defenders not because they want to, but because they've been forced to resist and defend their families and communities. So having equal representation at COP is now more crucial than ever, especially since female environmental activists around the globe are being murdered for defending their rights and fighting to protect their land. Equal representation at COP26 is an opportunity to transform that system that oppresses us at its roots.